Welcome to the Balanced Babes podcast. I'm Kim Perez. I'm Amanda Montalvo. And we are functional nutritionists trained in a holistic, integrative approach to health and are founders of the Balanced Babe Method and Facebook group. We are on a mission to help women learn how to nourish their bodies, balance their hormones, and feel good in their skin. Because we've both dealt with our own health struggles, we are passionate about helping women become more in tune with their bodies and eliminate hormonal imbalances naturally through food, lifestyle habits, mindset, and targeted supplements tailored to each woman. We believe in the importance of intention, the power of intuition, and the value of prioritizing self-care. And we're here to empower all women. Before we get started, we want to remind you that we are not your doctor, and the content shared on this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please chat with your doctor before making any changes. It's Amanda. Quick question for you. What kind of deodorant do you use? My absolute favorite non-toxic deodorant is the Blue Tansy deodorant from Primally Pure. I gift it to all of my clients and I've gotten both of my sisters hooked on it. And I hear the same thing from everyone. Oh my gosh, it actually works and doesn't irritate my skin. I've tried at least 15 non-toxic deodorants and while some of them definitely work better than others, none of them compare to Primally Pure, especially the Blue Tansy one. Not only do they avoid harmful ingredients like aluminum, fragrance, and different hormone disruptors, but it won't irritate your skin and it lasts all day. You can grab your own at PrimallyPure.com and make sure you use the code BBP to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to the Balanced Babes podcast. I'm Kim Perez, nutritional therapy practitioner, and with me today, I have Devin Loftus, founder of Moon Cycle Bakery. Devin Loftus is a writer and the CEO and founder of Moon Cycle Bakery, a hormone-supportive sweet treat delivery service, assisting people during their cycle, encouraging holistic wellness, and empowering others to redefine their time of the month. Seen in publications such as Elite Daily, Well and Good, and Cosmopolitan. Moon Cycle Bakery has gained worldwide coverage, including several publications in France and the UK, over 7 billion impressions total, and has created an engaging community in the business's first year. Devin found herself in a job feeling extremely disempowered and noticed that so many women around her felt similarly, which I can't wait to get into today, which gave birth to Devin's value around empowerment. The stress from work was taking a toll on her health, and after several ruptured ovarian cysts and challenging symptoms from hormonal birth control, Loftus felt frustrated and unheard and decided that she needed to do something about it for the collective. She began to reconnect to herself through nutrition and found that she felt stronger in her individualized choices the more she listened and learned about her body. Loftus founded her current venture, Moon Cycle Bakery, in 2017 with the goal of helping people regain their empowerment in their choices through nutrition and strive to celebrate and destigmatize menstruation, a natural and incredibly powerful miracle. So welcome, Devin. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I can't wait to dive into your story, but also everything around Moon Cycle Bakery, which I 
am just obsessed with. Um, <laughs> not only your products, but the information that you give out and like the way that you do it. I find it just so welcoming and there's no judgment and it just feels, I just love the whole feel of the, of the company. So I can't wait to talk about that. Um, before we get into it, I want to start with, you know, some, some personal, uh, some of your personal story, but we have a couple of icebreaker questions. Awesome. I love this. So first one is what is your morning routine? Uh, my morning routine actually begins with our, we have um, a almost five-year-old English bulldog, Olive, and she sleeps on the floor in her bed, but at about seven o'clock, she'll come up. Um, she, my husband actually just created like steps for her. So we didn't no. have to like get out of bed and get her in. Um, she'll come up and she'll actually get underneath the covers with us. So like she'll kind of paw and we just lift the covers. She'll go underneath and then just lays like in between us. Oh. So probably another hour and a half. So it's like my, I start to slowly wake up uh, by seven, but, but like still kind of sleeping with both of them until then, which is actually really nice because I'm, I'm not like startled awake. It's like yeah. a, it's like a delayed alarm. Yeah. It's a lot gentler. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I will wake up and honestly just lay with them for a little while. That's something that I have really, um, worked to integrate because I used to, when I, especially when I first started moon cycle was just to jump out of bed. Cause I had mm -hmm. so much that I wanted to do and so much on my mind. And I realized that that left me really burnt out, um, by like midday and I missed my family. So I've made it a big priority to spend time with them in the morning. And then I'll wake up, um, make tea. Uh, I'm usually journal. So I'll usually journal for like maybe 20, sometimes 20 minutes, sometimes a bit longer, depending on the day. Um, I like to do like little self check-ins with my beliefs to see where mm -hmm. they're at. So I, I kind of have a, an idea of where my mindset is at for the day. Um, and then a gratitude list. And then usually awesome. I begin. That's great. And so with the journaling, um, this is something that we, I love journaling. I think it changed my, my outlook, my mindset, but do you, did you start with um, like any type of prompted journals or was it just more like free flow and then you kind of got into a routine? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I used to start with just gratitude because it was kind of like an easy prompt in a way mm -hmm. to go to um and i didn't have to think a whole lot in the morning um you know about what to write it was more of just okay i know i can wake up and i have lots to be grateful for mm -hmm. and it also set the tone for my day as things come up i've learned uh when when we were traveling i journaled a lot um and things come up a lot when you're not distracted <laughs> in everyday life uh, and so then it would be a little bit more of stream of consciousness. So I kind of just, I go into it every morning with however I'm feeling. If I wake up in a funky mood, I might do a stream of consciousness to get a better idea of what it is that is causing that feeling, um, or even just to kind of move through that feeling and sit with it for a little. Um, if I wake up kind of raring to go and I actually have to quiet myself down a little bit more, I'll probably start with gratitudes because it's a little more grounding. So I just, I try my best to, to go with the flow really. Awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, it's nice that I think journaling kind of can be, um, even though it is such a soft and gentle process, I think sometimes people are scared of it because they're like, what do I write? 
Right. So it's nice that you, you know, just reiterate that it's, it, you can be just whatever you're feeling. You just, totally. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, the second one is what's your favorite book? Oh, this is such a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have three favorite books that like, I kind of, they're like my study books. Um, Women Who Run With The Wolves is always one of my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, the Alchemist, I yes. absolutely love and um, has always stuck with me. And then the one that I really love that I've kind of resurfaced lately is Letters to a Young Poet. And it's by this this poet, um, Rilke. And he, it's from, I believe, I want to say, it's from the 1800s. I can't remember if it's the late 1800s or not, but... He was a poet that um, this scholar, like the student, got in touch with him and was, he was 16 and he was kind of like, what am I doing? Like, what is the meaning of life? How do I navigate this? And Rilke wrote maybe like five to seven letters. It's, it's the whole book's a hundred pages, so it's quick. Um, on all these different things from like creativity and art to love to um like isolation like learning how to find yourself and being alone Mm -hmm. and it's the most timeless uh it's the most timeless book I think I've ever read like I you read it and you're like wow we really are such humans like experiencing the Mm -hmm. same conditions always no matter what year it is or where we are who we are um at the core of us like we all we all feel, want, and suffer from very similar things. Um, And it's just really beautiful. It's a very humbling book. So I would say lately, that's my favorite. That's awesome. My Amazon book list is about to get really long. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that sounds amazing. Yeah, right. I'm like a book nerd at heart. Yeah, they're so great. So good. Um, And the last one's, what's your favorite thing to do on your period? Mm. So um, I know we just talked about this a bit, but I'm just about four months pregnant. So I'm like, crap, what did I do on my period? <laughs> I know. I kind of think back, I'm like, oh, it was so long ago. Was yeah, it? <laughs> it really wasn't, but it, feel, it totally yeah. feels like it. Um, well, what was your favorite? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I would say, honestly, my favorite thing to do on my period was relax. Like I definitely was one of those people that um, I didn't want to do anything. So I would either, like, one of my favorite things would be to lay in bed or lay on my couch and either put on, like, a show I was watching at the time, like, you know, Handmaid's Tale or something, or put on, like, a rom-com and just veg out. Um, And not feel guilty about it, right? No, like, just completely (laughs) indulge. That was, I think indulgence is probably my go-to. I love that. Oh, my God, I love that. I think... um, that's something that I see so much. And I think I struggled with that for a long time. It's like, yeah. I feel this pull to just be kind of lazy. Yes. And there's exactly. in my head, like, Oh, there's something wrong with that. But yeah. I don't know if you feel the same. And, and I think pregnancy has taught me this a little bit more. Like it's totally okay to be lazy. Yes. Body dictates your body dictates. So what's been your favorite thing to do while pregnant? Oh, first trimester was sleep, 100%. It was like the best. I mean, it still is. And now I'm waking up to like have to pee every <laughs> yep. few hours already. So, <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, it's just such solid sleep. It's, it's sleep like, and my doctor had said, um, you're going to hit a point where 
you wish you could like bottle it up in a pill. It's just such a good sleep. Yeah. And I remember being like, really? Wow. And when I started hitting like that part of my trimester, I was like, oh my God, she wasn't kidding. It's, it, it is, you're, you're so right in that. It's like, wow, my body is, is running the show. Demanding. And it's so wise. Yeah. Like I just really have to surrender to it. There's not much more. No, it knows, it knows everything. Pregnancy. Yeah. Now, do you have a pregnancy pillow? I don't yet. Okay, I have to send you the one that Please my husband do. got me. It ar- he's like, I bought you a present, and you know, oh, don't so check cute. the Amazon. Don't check the Amazon cart. And uh, it came in one day, and the box was like, I could fit in the box. I was like, What the <laughs> hell is this thing? And it is like its own life. I act- I have a name for it. It's hysterical because it's like a person. It takes up like the amount of space that a person would in the bed. <laughs> But it has changed my life. Because you go from like really, really good sleep. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if this happened for you, but like all of a sudden, then sleep sucks. And you're up to pee and you're up and you're uncomfortable. And then you've got a belly and you're trying to navigate it. This thing is amazing. So I'm going to, I'm going to send you the one. Please do. Oh gosh. That's so cute that he got that for you too. He was probably tired of me waking up. (laughs) Yeah, right. He's like, stop disrupting my sleep, please. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'm up. He's like, okay. I would get up at like three three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning and just be up. And I would get on the couch and then I'd be hungry and I would make something to eat. And I'm like, this is like, it's noon and it's three o'clock. Yeah, right. Like, what's going on right now? Do you find the pillow has helped? Um, like that's awesome. hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm like, I, this is a pregnancy pillow, but I'm definitely going to be using it. <laughs> I love it. My husband's like, I've lost you to the pregnancy pillow. But it's wonderful. That's so funny. So rest and sleep, period and pregnancy. Yeah. A lot of common a lot of common ground there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to talk today a lot about this like women's empowerment piece, especially around healthcare and getting in tune with our bodies and our hormones and periods. And of course, moon cycle bakery. Um, but I want to just start a little bit more with your personal story, especially because it seems like there's been a little bit of a journey that you've gone through, like you were in a job that had you feeling disempowered and then you had your own kind of hormonal issues to where you are now being, being pregnant. Mm-hmm. So like, can you talk to us a little bit about how that whole journey, like where that brought you to where you are now? Yeah, my, uh, my hormonal, or I should say my health journey really started in high school when I was diagnosed with mono. And then that turned into chronic fatigue. And it was, I was a freshman, uh, maybe a sophomore in high school at that point. So it was not very known about autoimmune disease, you know, wasn't like um, as talked about as it is now. And there wasn't as much education. So it was kind of, uh, once they diagnosed me with it, it was kind of, you know, just bulk up on vitamins and I guess kind of figure the rest out, Um, which I was really lucky. My mom dove into it and would like make me smoothies every morning. And so it kind of started there and me understanding that I really had to listen to my body because uh, it was when it was at its worst, I was like breaking out in um, like fever blisters. Wow. And so again, just really learning that my, my body talks loud, you know, when we listen. So that started it. I went to college. I, you know, like really built myself up. I was really lucky as far as chronic fatigue goes, cause it can, it can be life robbing. And I was lucky that mine wasn't. Um, and then after college, I, or at the end of college, I went on birth control. And that right before I moved out to the West Coast, uh, I had started to suffer from digestive issues. And I thought it was IBS. I couldn't figure it out for about a year. And my dad actually was the one who suggested 
uh, that I tried going off birth control because mm -hmm. he noticed that my, the shift happened when I, when I went on this new birth control. So I did. And within a few months, my stomach was completely back to normal. So, you know, kind of the second time of me just better understanding my health and what I put into it and how I'm responsible for it um, and, and how I can better make choices for myself. Uh, and it wasn't, it was maybe three or four years after that, that the ruptured ovarian cyst started. So I was having maybe twice a two. Um, I was having one twice a year about, and the third time I had it, I, I went to this new doctor and she was amazing. And I told her after looking at my history, she said, you are someone who's just more likely obviously to have uh, more cysts in your body and then also at this point like ruptured cysts and the only thing I can really do to help you know from a medicine standpoint is to give you to put you back on birth control which makes total sense and I had shared with her that I I really didn't want to go back on birth control because I hadn't had a great uh, I didn't like how I felt on it and she was the first person to acknowledge that she understood that and that it was kind of trading one set of symptoms for another. So wow. she, she suggested, you now know how a ruptured ovarian cyst feels in your body. You know what the pain feels like. You notice that they get washed out with your period. So my best advice is to listen to your body. If you get another one and the pain stays past your period, take note of that and, you know, go to the doctor or wherever. If you know, you get one and it's washed out with your period, you knew what it was. Um, and it was the first person or doctor really to make me feel like I was, uh, that I knew and trusted myself, could trust myself and my body enough to make decisions, to um, you know, live in a more natural way if that was my choice, uh, that, I, that I was capable of it. So that is really what started this feeling that I wanted to better understand my body, so that I could better make choices for myself. And it kind of just built out from there. When I, when I was working um, at this job, it was, it, my health started to suffer just because I, my self-care started to suffer. Um, and I noticed, like you said, I, that a lot of women around me were feeling the same way. Um, and I, I felt very much inspired to do something about it. And I really wasn't sure at all how that would be. I thought maybe I'll coach people, you know, like I just want to, I want to help others feel empowered the way that I've started to feel with people's help some way. Um, and it wasn't until my, my bachelorette party that that moon cycle came to be. So I love that story. Yeah. It's super, I really love it because it's, you never know where an idea is going to come from and you never know. Like, I really truly believe if you put something out there, you, you know, and you believe in it and you connect to it emotionally, it, you'll receive it. it. You just never, it's not up to us to know how, I don't think. It's just up to us to know what we want. Yeah, that's amazing. And so I guess now that you brought that up, like we can totally dive into that. I'm, tell that yeah. story. And nobody, yeah, nobody knows it. <laughs> What's the story that happened at your bachelorette party? Yeah, I know it sounds so scandalous. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was in California at the time, and my friends created like a bar hop night for um, for my bachelorette party. And at the last bar, we had all our significant others come and meet us. 
So my now husband came to meet us and he had baked this really, really amazing cake that we all just devoured. And it was, it was at one point, my friend uh, had come over and, and told him and I that it was the best thing she had ever eaten. And she wasn't sure if it was because she was about to get her period or not, but she almost cried. And, you know, we kind of like chuckled because I thought to myself, that's relatable, totally. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> and so later that night, she sat by me again and, and she, she said it again. And I was, I told her like, don't worry, we'll bring you a piece of it every month. And when I woke up the next morning, I really felt like there was something there, not, not only in the sense that women have cravings that they want to satisfy during their period, it's very real, um, but they also want to feel like acknowledged and seen and heard during a time where, like I said before, I don't want to do anything. So mm-hmm. um, it's nice to feel like you're gifted something and you're acknowledged for for this really awesome cycle that's not always easy um, in a way that can, can put a smile on your face and isn't, it isn't, um, so what I'm looking for, it isn't like you have to go, it, it's not this big production, it's pretty simple, but it's enough to, to, put, to put a smile on your face, to bring the celebration back into it. I love that. And I love that you had that realization just from something that was just a, a fun night out and somebody made a comment and that turned into like a, a life change really for you. Yeah. You started the company at that point and yeah, so true. Yeah. And like, you know, how was the reception, especially from your friends and like, you know, treats that are delivered to you mm-hmm. during the period or, you know, at any point in your cycle, but yeah, I was were- curious because I always find that women are like very, again, resistant to, the cravings that they might have, or, you know, just the sheer fact that I don't want to acknowledge this time. It's not, it's not this natural, powerful miracle as, you know, as we know it is, but a lot of women are just kind of unable to see that beauty in it and are unable to tap into that intuition and be okay with it for whatever reason. Yeah. I, so when we first started it, um, we went to actually do like market research right so we we went outside of our friends first because we wanted we we kind of already knew how they felt or you know like I was like I want to make sure I get non-biased um you know because my friends mm-hmm. are amazing <laughs> yeah they're gonna support you no matter yeah what. exactly so uh, I was like I'm gonna I'm just gonna really see what the market is asking for and so one of the first events my husband actually came with me and I think he was like one of the only guys and I loved it but um, was the thinks was putting on a taboo tour and they were in, they just happened to be in San Francisco that week. So we went in and it was a lot of talking about what women need and want during their cycles. And it was, we had like several separate times where we just looked at each other giddy because <laughs> the, the overall message from so many women were like, I want this to not, I want this to be a celebration. Yeah. I want to be gifted. I want, you know, something fun. I want something um, that, that makes this not such a drag because it doesn't have to be. And so that was great. <laughs> and it kind of just spun out from there. When we started telling people and our friends, we eventually had our friends over at, to completely pick their brains too. I actually, we, we just moved and I just found my first, the papers, like the, the questions I had and the notes I took. It's so funny. Um, 
but they loved it. And, and to this day, when we tell people at events or, you know, me, anyone, anywhere, the usual reaction we get is like, oh my God, thank you. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> or like, or also, which I love this one, it's kind of like a, yeah, duh. Like, I was just thinking that. I remember when I stumbled upon you and I was like, oh my God, like, what? Like, this is amazing and it makes so much sense. Yeah. And I love that you kind of found that and filled that gap. Well, and to your point of a lot, there are, you know, there, there are people who maybe feel disconnected from their cycle or I'll be honest. Um, I actually wrote about this on our site when I first started, I was 100% that person. When I had my period as a girl, I literally just like didn't even want to deal with like the pads and the, mm-hmm. like I hated all of it. And it actually was like my grandma who kind of sat with me and was like, this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> like this is, you know, you, you can't run from this and you're a woman. Like this, this is part of being a woman. And I urge you to kind of embrace that in the sense of try to find something in it that makes you feel empowered. And I didn't, you know, I don't know that I got the message (laughs) at that point when I was 12 years old, 13 years old, but um, I did enough in the sense that I was like, she's right. I need to acknowledge what's happening in my body and I need to not, it gets scary and it's really uncomfortable. And, and like, you know, I've had my fair share of terrible cramps and, and heavy periods and everything. Um, but I did try to start learning what it was telling me, like just mm-hmm. instead of fearing it or dreading it, I decided to, to try to shift my mindset into, you know, this is kind of a messenger that comes every month and I'm going to try to embrace it that way. Um, but I don't necessarily think that society has created that space. So I, I really understand how a lot of women feel disconnected or, you know, especially women who do suffer from PCOS or endometriosis or, you know, these really, really hard um, medical issues that are really hard to navigate because there isn't a whole lot out there and, or they might not feel supported. Like I could understand the dread and I can understand and appreciate the hardship of it. Um, And that's kind of why I believe that they just, they need to be even more supported. Like there needs to be something that somebody gives them somewhere where it's like, look, I wish I could take these cramps away for, for you. Or like, I wish I could, you know, heal this, but let me just at least try to celebrate you for fucking getting through it. Like, even if that's all you did this month, that's, that's enough. Exactly. That's amazing. And I think it's just, it starts so early. I remember when I first got my period, like I was the first one out of my friends and I didn't tell anybody. And it was this kind of shameful thing. You're kind of sneaking a tampon through the bathroom type of thing. And, you know, that's as much as we need it. I think like the younger generations need it so much more. And it's like, we can really, we can really change just the, the, the idea of what this really means by teaching them that hey this is a this is a natural very powerful thing that happens in your body for a reason but it also is a, something to be celebrated because it's amazing it really is and um it gives us so many clues into our health and listening in and Absolutely. knowing that 
our hormones change throughout the month and we get to listen to that and we get to take a few days a month to rest and not feel guilty about it. Right. And yeah. That's awesome. And we can eat chocolate and all the, yeah. all the goodies. Absolutely. And I think um, that's actually like the, when I started understanding the physiological parts of things a little bit more too, I just fell in love with it even more because I think um, especially like the endocrine system in general, like hormones and, and like I, I'm learning more about like the thyroid and everything, right? It's pretty fascinating because it's like everything kind of relies on this other thing. So when something's out of whack, everything can start to feel like it starts to um, teeter out. And I, I think that's so interesting because um, there, there is, it's such a holistic, like menstrual health is so holistic in that respect. There's so many avenues and aspects of it from, like you're saying, self-care and the emotional and the mental part of it all the way through the physical. And I feel like often we don't, I personally knew very little about the physical, you know, even going through like sex ed, I don't, it was like barely touched upon it felt like. I don't remember so, anything from sex ed. Yeah, right. So I, I agree with you. I think that it's really cool because this area and this industry and the menstrual cycle in general is just, it's getting the attention that it deserves. And so I think that the younger generations and also with just how like, I don't know, forward thinking they are mm -hmm. as it is, like it's going to be so different when our kids go to school and learn about sex ed and their periods and, and, and we're going to teach them. Like I'm definitely teaching our boy, like, this is what happens so that when you get a partner, like you understand and you don't shy away because you need to understand these things too, even if they're happening in your body. Um, so I just, I'm excited for kind of the future of all of this. Yeah, I think it is really exciting, especially like you said, it is becoming more of a conversation now, which yes. is awesome in a, a good way, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm just curious, so like, you know, part of your story is that you began to like really connect with yourself through nutrition and, you know, again, becoming more empowered and listening into your body. So, you know, A, what were some of the things that you found to be helpful in that? And like also for a woman who's like, I am so out of touch with my body or I don't know anything that's going on, like what are some really powerful places she could begin? Yeah, that's a really great question. I would say, um, so if I'm kind of framing it in the menstrual cycle, for me personally, my wellness journey, even, even after like ovarian cysts, I kind of looked at my diet as a whole and kind of uh, was looking at what might be causing I actually ended up after my third ovarian cyst getting a cyst in my breast and that I had to get checked out. And I was like, all right, what's causing me to have these cysts more frequently. Um, and that kind of like turned into an entire look at my diet and body as a whole, uh, less so than really just my menstrual cycle, even though, right. It was, it was connected to that. Um, but I would say like for, for a woman who want, who's curious about her menstrual cycle, I'm curious about where to start. Um, first of all, I would personally jot down in a journal, maybe a few things of why you're curious and, and your goals, what you're looking to learn. Uh, that's going to, that's going to dictate where you go, I think as well. 
Um, for example, a lot of our customers, our there, when we look at our customers, there's a good amount of customers who kind of already have their regimen. So we're really just there to support it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have customers who this is their first time that they're learning about all of this. Uh, so their goals are going to vary. So I think it just depends on what your goals are, what you want to learn. Then my second bit of advice would be to pick up a book or find a source of education that you really trust that you feel aligned with, you know, whether that's podcasts or blog posts or bloggers or influencers or um, books. I think that's a really, really good place to start. Um, even if you have a doctor that you trust, that's a really good place to start too. I've learned so much from my functional medicine doctors. And I think that it's important to start with education because you don't know what you don't know. So mm -hmm. if you learn something, it, it could be like all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. I have really bad cramps and I, you know, I, I don't ever eat this food that they're saying could help me. So maybe I can try to implement that. But you don't really know, you can't create a roadmap for yourself when you don't know what you don't know. That's true. So I would say reach for the education in whichever way that works for you, whatever way feels exciting and comfortable and maybe even a bit uncomfortable because <laughs> that's never a bad thing. Um, and then once you have the information, it's a matter of, again, really listening. So uh, I, I really, really, and at Moon Cycle, our team, we really believe in we're not big on the prescription mentality or the one size fits all. Um, so when I say listen to your body, I mean, if, for example, using the cramps, if you're going to start implementing omega threes into your diet, because that seems to help or, um, you know, or complex carbs, then, and you start implementing sweet potatoes, give yourself a chance to stick with that try your hardest to kind of give it a shot not you know i'm definitely guilty of in the past being like well this isn't working so i guess it should you know i'm moving on um but it takes time for your body to adjust it takes time to collect data so it could be a few months before you notice anything and and if you don't notice anything then you you write down that data and you move on um but yeah when i when i talk about listening to your body and your intuition that's kind of what i mean is try things based on the research you've gathered based on what your intuition tells you. And, and then you just keep pivoting, you keep shifting until you find what works for you. And, you know, the funny things about our bodies is that they change all the time. So even what worked for you two years ago might not work for you in another two years, but that's why I think having listening to your body and being intuitively connected to it is so important because it's, it will tell you, um, you know, that those shifts and it will tell you where to move to next when, when you're in the habit of listening to it. Absolutely. And, and it's great. I think it's something that's exciting for women, especially about your cycle and your periods. This is a positive that I at least see is that you get data from them. So if you do make Absolutely. that change, you get that powerful data. And yeah, it does take some time. It, it, you know, on average might take about three months for something to shift it, but you get such incredible feedback. Like, wow, I started incorporating more omega threes and now I don't have as intense cramps. Exactly. And you're right. You're so right too, that it, that's, to me, that's empowerment. Mm -hmm. And you come up from that and you're like, I did this. Like I did this. I, I listened to myself. 
Right. Uh, and then that's what builds confidence and that's what builds trust. And it just builds from there. And it strengthens just the communication that you have with your body. Whereas I think my frustration has always been because my story was that I went to doctors and told them my problems and, you know, again, conventional medicine. So maybe I wasn't in the right place, but at that time I was dealing with really terrible cramps and the only answer that they have or the only answers are prescription medications or over-the-counter painkillers, which, you know, we know why those work, but then at some point I like you, like many women, I just don't feel so good on the birth control pill and I want to go off of it. But now I'm frightened of what's going to happen because no one ever taught me to work towards that root causes, you know, those root causes. So you mentioned a functional medicine doctor. um, And this, I, I myself, when I was ready to go off the pill, I worked with a naturopathic doctor and she really opened my eyes to all of this. So how do you feel for women who aren't, who haven't worked with one or don't know what that is? How do you feel that of, functional integrative practitioner can be maybe more helpful in in this type of journey, like getting more in tune and really getting to down to those root causes. That, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, So the, the functional medicine doctors I've worked with, I mean, I, I'm sure you felt similar. I'm curious if you have, but uh, so what I've learned, I've actually looked into because I just find it so fascinating and I love it so much. I've looked into getting a um, degree in nutrition and functional medicine. And so when I went for the open house for one of the online courses I was looking at, it was really cool because I got to see, I had already worked with functional medicine doctor, but then I got kind of got to see like the behind the scenes, right? Like what their, um, not, not their mindset, like what their beliefs are in, in the way they view medicine. And really what, it, what I take from it is that they're, because they're always going to the root. So they're always looking for what, where it started. Um, and they're always looking holistically. So like, for example, um, if you came and you were like, well, I'm depressed, they would address psychologically, they might address you, but they might also be like, do you take probiotics? What's your stomach flora like? Because that can, you know, that's where your serotonin is created. So that might have something to do with it as well. So I really love that they look at everything holistically. And personally, the the functional medicine doctors I've worked with, they never give up. It's like one big crazy ass puzzle that they never stop looking for that little piece they're missing. And when I was in Washington and I really started working um, very closely with my doctor, it was actually because my chronic fatigue and my, my autoimmune disease was flaring up. And so I, I felt, uh, I felt like I couldn't get out of bed. And when it took probably a year for her to find with me, what, like to test all the things to figure out like what little piece was missing. And we finally found it, but I will never forget like going back and forth and sideways and this way. Um, yeah, she just never gave up. And she always listened. Yeah. And I, I think that was for me the difference, <clears throat> not to say that I haven't had some great medical doctors that listen, but it was really this, it was, um, and they talked about this actually in the open house I went to too. It's not a linear way of, of looking at it. They don't look at it in a linear way. Like for example, you get strep throat, you get a prescription, you get better, right? They look at it in a way of like, they're trying to figure out how to like they're going from here, there, all over. They're in spirals. They're in zigzags. 
um, that's what they want. That's how they look at it. That's how they view the body. So, so for someone who is interested in it, I feel like the, the biggest difference for me was they just really take everything into consideration and they will not stop listening to you until you feel like you've gotten answers. Absolutely. And, and again, maybe I've just been really, really lucky. I know, you know, there's a lot of people who struggle mm-hmm. and, and don't take them a lot longer to find answers. Right. Um, but I've never felt so heard. And I think you touch upon something that's really, really important in all of this is like, yes, there's power in getting in tune with your body. And we know we have the power to make change and do everything that we need to do for ourselves. But at the same time, having somebody in your corner, that's going to help you do that. And especially if you're dealing with something like investigate for you. Mm. And the other point of that is just, yeah, there are great conventional medicine doctors out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But no matter who you're working with, if you don't feel like they're listening, if you don't feel like they're turning, you know, every leaf to figure out what's going on, that's also within your power to find someone else that does fit a little bit better with you and does kind of go down the same path that you're looking to go down, whether it is something that's like, you know, you've tried everything and maybe you're looking for, you know, one simple answer or you want to kind of dig in and, and get into all of this really exciting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's so true too. Like if you were someone that was just curious about, Hey, I want to understand my menstrual health. Like, I feel like my, the doctors I had, they'd be like, let's do it. Like, I'm so down to just dig, like you said, dig in and just talk about it because they, they like the education. Like they want you to feel like you understand your body. They want you to feel empowered. I think that's what makes a good doctor, regardless of the belief. Always comes back to that empowerment piece. Yeah, it really does. That's awesome. Do you think that that was, um, you know, in terms of your own hormonal health and journey, um, do you think that was like an integrative piece in, in terms of where you are now? The empowerment piece? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was going through with the birth control, I, I felt very disempowered. I felt like I had like two answers that I could try mm-hmm. and neither of them were working. And there were moments where I would just call my parents crying because I just wanted to feel better. And I didn't know why I didn't. Um, and I think again, what helped me was realizing that there, you have choices, you have choices. Like, I wish I could say that like to someone five times in one day, I think it would like drastically change their life. I feel like we so many times forget that we have choices and especially actually being pregnant. Um, some of the pregnancy books I've read, there's one book, um, my mother-in-law got me actually it's birth without fear. I think that's Mm -hmm. what it's called. It's amazing. And one of the things she always talks about is like, you can change your mind. You can change your mind. Like you can change your mind. That's <laughs> let me power. keep say, Yeah. Like, let me keep telling you, like you always have choices if you, and, and to your point before, like if sh- there's people who, uh, you know, are like in their last trimester and they get a new doctor cause they don't feel like their doctor is listening to them or, or supports what they want. And is it ideal? No. But the point is, is you can do it. You can always advocate for yourself and figure out what it is that you need to do for yourself and it's not always easy, but you, you are more than capable and strong enough to do it. That's so true. It's like, if you feel in your gut that something is not right and there's something better for you, mm-hmm. then at any point you can, you can make that decision. That's great. Yeah. So I do feel like that's where my, 
my look on wellness and myself started to shift. It was like, I don't want to, and I still try not to like abide to a set of rules. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do me and figure out what that means and how that changes and how that evolves. Cause it's just always going to. And, you know, sometimes that means like I eat like whatever I want, a piece of pizza and a piece of cake and whatever the hell I want for like a week. And then that next week I might be like, okay, I don't feel so great. So I'm just going to like not do that for a little. And then I, one day if I want a piece of cake, you know, like, it's just, there's so much out there. There's, there's so many beliefs and contradicting beliefs and diets and fads and all of that, that I really, it's one of the many reasons why I feel so strongly about just remembering that like, you know, best, you always know best. And there's, there's education and people who will support you. And that's a gift. It's total blessing. And, and, but it's not an answer. Like it's not, doesn't have to be your answer. You decide what is your answer. I love that. And I know for myself, and I'm sure you can agree, uh, but maybe chat about how this intuition piece has helped you because we, you know, we've talked about how it's helped you with your periods and your hormones, but I'm curious about your journey with pregnancy. Cause I know for me yeah. getting like really strengthening my own intuition, I'm like every day I'm thankful that I did that before pregnancy. Like, because I probably would have fought myself on a lot of different things. Yes. Um, but how has that helped you during this journey? I love that. Um, it's funny. I So when I found out I was pregnant, it actually was because of an intuitive hit. I I uh, was four days before my missed period. So I wasn't, you know, like they say usually like with a pregnancy test, it, it, you can so easily get a false positive, um, false negative that way, right? Um, but I was just laying on the couch and I just kept hearing this little voice in my head being like, just go test it. Like, just, you know, why not? And I was like, all right. Like I was like literally watching TV, like I don't have anything else to do. So I got up and I went upstairs and I tested and I was waiting for it. And I was laying on my bed, just thinking about like, you know, cause other months that I tested it and it had come back negative. And so I was like, it's okay. Like if it comes back negative again, and I just, I'm going to go take Olive for a walk and I'm so grateful like to have her, you know, just kind of like daydreaming a bit. And then I looked at it and I was like, holy shit, because I was not expecting <laughs> it to say pregnant. Um, and so that actually, I was like, wow, that was pretty interesting. Like, I don't, that was very much an intuitive hit. And I don't think I expected it to be that way. Yeah. Um, and kind of, I have everything I expected pregnancy to be, it hasn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> not even in a bad way, just in a way of like, you have these, I had these stories and these thoughts of like what it, was going to feel like or be like and I once I'm in it I'm like you never you really can't like it, you really just have to go off your intuition like you can't go in your head or anything else because it's it's such a it's something that's happening in in such a physical way that like I, you just have to feel it into it every day yeah you just have to go with it <laughs> yeah so I would say it's helped me it's helped me really in when to rest. Like it's really helped me on saying no. I've said no, especially the first trimester. I said no to so much. And that was purely my intuition. And that wasn't always easy, but I knew I needed to listen to that. Um, it's also like, you know, I, I'm, I feel like it's a whole other level of me strengthening it. Like there definitely are a lot of fears and doubts that come up. 
Uh, and I, I feel like that's okay because I'm growing into myself and into trusting my intuition in a way I never have before. And this is just the beginning pretty much. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure it's going to just continue <laughs> to evolve throughout. Abs- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so now I, when I think about it, I kind of think um, I'm just learning to trust my intuition on, you know, how many, like when they offer screenings, like what screenings do I want to do a test? Mm-hmm. Um, when, when um, I think about like my labor plan, I'm like, what is my intuition with that? And, my biggest one is you can do this. Like yeah. this is what you were made to do. Uh, and sometimes I don't know about you, but that's like rocked me a little because that's scary. Scary. Yeah. Uh, but again, like it's there. So I just, I'm like, okay, if you say so. Right. But it's just like our, it's just like our periods as our cycles, our horn, like all of this stuff is, is part of being a, a woman and exactly. it's something to be celebrated because just as the way that periods and our cycles are kind of shamed and hush-hushed, I think that pregnancy and birth are feared. And I also yes. think a lot of it is hush-hushed. Like, I feel like a lot of things yeah. that have happened so far and that I've read about and, like, body changes, I'm like, no one told me this. Like, yes. Ever. Yep. Ever. Yep. So. I no, I could not agree more. It's amazing to me. It um, is. And, and you're right. It is. It is. It is totally. Um, I think it's shifting, which is which is beautiful, mm-hmm. and it is shifting from this place of fear into like, like I I don't know about you, but I feel very animalistic in certain ways. Like I feel very much like I'm like, uh, like there are certain days where I'm like I've got nothing to worry about because, like I trust my body. Yeah, I, I trust that it's just going to guide me, and I know that if I listen, everything will be okay. Um, you know, with the help of like my doctors and my support team and everything else that goes into it. But, um, but yes, you're right. I do think it's, it's, it can, it is very hush hush. It is very, can feel very fear driven, um, which is why it is, like you said too, important to cultivate that intuition and ask for help, like cultivate your support team. Again, like find the research, the education that works for you, read the books that work for you. Any other thing that kind of starts to make you feel judged or, or cultivate fear, toss it. Mm-hmm. You don't need that. You, you can surround yourself with the things you need. Amen to that. And actually that just brought up something I thought of for, I think it was for Mother's Day. Um, Moon Cycle had a, gr- a guide. Yes. Is that still available? Uh, yeah, I, we, I don't know that we have it up on our bio, but yeah, it's, it's definitely still available. And, and that was actually spurred because not anyone really knew it at that point, but I was pregnant and I felt like there were all these things coming up that no one really talks about. And mm-hmm. when I talked to these doulas, these amazing doulas, they were like, oh yeah, this is so, this is so normal. Like this is, you're not alone in this. And you know, then we should address it. <laughs> then Absolutely. we should, we should share I, that. I love that guide. And if we can't, yeah, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. If you can. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I'll send you the link. It. Yeah. Again, just like empowering. That's what I love about Moon Cycle Bakery. I want to talk a little bit about like the, the ingredients and the treats themselves, but just, I mean, as I'm sure the listeners can kind of see now, like you are just so much more than just really good baked goods with intentional <laughs> ingredients. Like there is a really big educational piece to all yes. of this. And I yeah. love that you have, 
you know, like you can go on your website and read about the ingredients. You can see what each treat is, you know, what's in it and why, how's it going to help you? Yeah. You have that blog and you have so many great resources for, you know, just again, like education. If anyone's looking for somewhere to begin, that's a really cool place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And we actually uh, are relaunching our website in July, uh, which is super exciting. We've been working on it since the beginning of the new year. Um, And we are bumping up the education even more. So not only will, you know, all the education we have will still be there, but it will, we'll just continue to, to flush it out because it's, we know it's exactly what our customers want and it's, it's, it's exactly what we want to give them. And we also will be sending out, um, like right now when we send out our boxes, we have a list of ingredients, but we, we listened to what a lot of people wanted and they want, again, to understand what these ingredients are doing. So we'll be sending out like an, an insert into our boxes this year as well, um, explaining like when you get your treats, how exactly it's helping you. So if you ever want to refer back to that, um, you can do that. And then we have one really, really, really exciting piece of information I can't quite share yet, but it's going to be like education galore. So uh, that's super exciting as well. That's exciting. I love it. And I love just like the the ingredients that you're in your treats. Like I've there's one, I think it's like your chocolate ginger. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I love anything chocolate or ginger, (laughs) but, um, like everything you can go on and read. So they're not only like very delicious, like, and the perfect thing that you would actually want during your period, but I love that all of your ingredients have a purpose. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like the science behind what you put in the treats? Absolutely. So, uh, we can start with the chocolate cups actually, because they are, they are, I would say there are fan favorite across the board. Uh, they're awesome. They're so decadent. Um, and you don't need a whole lot, which I really like actually. Like, I feel like I could eat, I could eat a half of one and like save the rest for later. And I still feel completely satisfied. Um, but they are chock full of cacao powder. So cacao is awesome. Um, and it, it can actually be a, physio- a physiological reason why we crave it during our, our cycle, especially in the luteal phase when our progesterone and our estrogen dip, um, our magnesium plummets. Mm-hmm. And when our uh, magnesium drops, it can create side effects like headaches, bloating, uh, low blood pressure, I'm sorry, low blood sugar, uh, constipation, sugar cravings, fluid retention, all of like, you know, not so ideal symptoms. Um, So cacao, you know, helps to replenish the the magnesium, um, but it it also administers antioxidants, you know, because it's such a superfood and it's delicious. So the cacao in that one is is like the big powerhouse. Um, But ginger and honey are so interesting, I think. Uh, research has actually shown that ginger contains uh, carbs, free fatty acids, amino acids, proteins, gingerols, which is like what makes your tummy feel better when if you're nauseous or anything. It's an antiemetic. Um, but it, it also is actually, studies have shown that it can help with pain. Yeah. So they found that uh, it can help with, in particular, pain associated with menstruation or menstrual cramps. Um yeah, which I just think is 
unreal. Like they, when, when these studies in these studies, when the, um, the placebo groups were given supplements uh, two days before the onset of menstruation and then continued into the first three days, it was, it was a huge difference, like a significant difference in the severity and the duration. Wow. And yeah. And whenever I read in a study, a significant difference, like you very rarely read that, <laughs> sure. like, you know, like I very rarely read anything that really, because studies, which they should be, are they're very just blunt and fact-based. So like if there, if it isn't a significant difference, they're not going to say that. So I just think it's, it's crazy that ginger can actually work for pain relief and so can honey. Honey actually, um, when ha when taken, like when eaten or, you know, anything into the first three days of menstruation uh, is led to the same amount of pain relief as an NSAID. So like, as you're saying, mm -hmm. as an over the counter pain mm -hmm. reliever. So yeah, I just, I think when I dug, like I said earlier into the science of things, it really blew my mind because there's clinical research that shows that these foods can help you. And, you know, I always say that with a kind of a disclaimer because I believe in, in, the, in this, where we are, like in our world, it, it needs one um, in the sense of, again, like it's your body and it's going to react different than everyone else's. Like I metabolize things different than you do. Um, my body just likes things that yours doesn't or vice versa, right? Like it, it just is what it is. And so for that, for that reason alone, we never, ever like to claim that like your periods will be gone in two weeks <laughs> if you eat our treats, right? Like that's not what we're about. We're about the fact that eating these foods clinical research shows can help you like that. That's just, that's it. So it's up to you. Like, again, back to the beginning, like if you want to implement them and see if it works for you, awesome. And if it doesn't, then like you move on. There's, you know, there's so many things that I've tried from certain adaptogens to certain foods where I'm like, I don't really feel much of a difference. And so I just know that. It, it, I didn't waste anything in the meantime. I'm, I eat healthy food, mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> but, but like now I know. Um, so yeah, so the treats really are there to, to support you in a way that maybe you're not su supporting yourself during your cycle. And what I love is that so many of them are like spins on maybe something that you would traditionally crave during your period. Yes. Like the chocolate ginger cups or the, the thumbprint cookies, which is like my, I, like a very nostalgic thing for right. me. Right. Me too. Um, but like, it, again, and you said it before, you can be satisfied on half a cup or a whole cup versus like if you grab any really processed chocolate bar off the shelf a you're not going to be satisfied because there's very little nutrition as you know compared to right. like how and these other ingredients and then also these ingredients that are in it that in your treats are are benefiting you in another way so it's kind yeah. of a, you're, you're helping, you're using these foods like medicinally, but right. you're also nourishing yourself on a different level than a food that you can continue to eat and eat and eat and never feel satisfied. Absolutely. And you know, a lot of, um, a lot of people that I've worked with or researched um, or learned from, you know, they will, they do explain like certain things like cramps can sometimes be exacerbated by sugar. Um, so 
again, that isn't going to be the case for everyone, but it might be the case for you. So mm -hmm. this is the a way if you want to not like you, sh I don't be I believe you should have to give up something that's going to make you because food needs to taste good and it needs to, to feel good emotionally. Like yeah. it has to, I, I, I don't think I'll ever shift from that. You have to enjoy what you eat. So if you're someone that sugar ups your cramps and you're like, I don't want to deal with that, but I'm, I'm craving a chocolate or something. Well, you shouldn't have to give up chocolate. Mm -hmm. You just might have to shift the kind of chocolate you're eating. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, I actually was posting about this yesterday on Instagram about like nutrition and your, um, in your period. Mm -hmm. and it's like we have these cravings for a reason, but it doesn't mean that you like, there's not just one choice. Absolutely. You know, something doesn't make you feel good. There's another way to do it. There's a way to satisfy that craving like in a smart way. Cause I also find that many women, they like crave chocolate their, during their periods and they just fight it and fight it and fight it. Yeah. And you know what, what happens when you, when that happens, right? Like you're just going to eat seven, sleeves of Oreos or yeah. something <laughs> like you just if your body wants it it's it's yeah it's trying to tell you something yeah their communication yep. and not even just chocolate like you know salt and fatty yep. foods like yes. there's so many nutrients that we need during our periods and I love that you know all of your treats are kind of working to fill those little those little gaps those little holes yeah yeah and so what's actually really exciting too is um so we had a lot of feedback and we, we've probably for, so we were like just over a year and a half. We'll be two years old in November. Um, so probably for the past year, I would say, we've had a lot of people who were like, who really, and, and I totally get this. They want to understand like, what do I eat during what phase? Mm -hmm. Because it is, again, it's, it can feel really overwhelming and like, where the hell do I start? Right. So we actually are shifting our subscriptions um, mm -hmm. where we're going to be offering just one subscription monthly and we're, there'll be a treat per phase and like you'll receive two, two of those treats per phase. So you'll receive eight treats in every box and, but it's going to be like one treat per phase. And it's, we're going to explain again, like why, why this particular superfood or whole ingredient per this phase. And then you'll receive your box and you can freeze, you know, take out whatever cycle you're, or phase you're in in your cycle and eat it then or eat it later and freeze the rest. And then when that, when that phase pops up, you just take them out of your refrigerator or freezer and, and eat them then. Um, but yeah, we wanted to make it a lot more easy here because I get it. Like it, there's so much out there that you're like, but I don't know. Like, I know I like this treat, but I don't know. Maybe I'd feel better if I ate it during this time. I don't know because I don't, that, that education isn't just like packaged easily. Um, and you're also so, diversifying yeah. because you're supporting now the whole cycle versus just the period. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is like something we've wanted to do for so long, but we were trying to figure out like, how can we, we felt like we needed to give people all, like choices on, on picking their own treats. But it's funny because when we looked at our customer base, people very rarely change their, their treats. Like they're totally fine with getting the same treats yeah. every month. Like? Um, and a lot of people would just order one-time orders so that they would have it during different parts of their cycle. Mm -hmm. So we were like, you know what, let's just make it easy. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. That's awesome. And I love that it can be as easy as like, Hey, I don't know what to, 
feet during each phase. So I'm going to let you make that decision, but you also yes. need that education. So yes, exactly. Those that want to know why. Right. And to that it. point too, it's like, okay, so we're going to send you um, a sweet potato brownie during the luteal phase because um, the sweet potato is a complex carb. It's really um, great. It's full of B vitamins, which is something that you can lose during your luteal phase. Mm -hmm. And it also um, can help to replenish serotonin and dopamine, which also drop during the luteal phase. So reading that you might be like, cool. And then next month you might be like, I'm going to have a sweet potato. Sure. Right. Like just because like either, Oh wow. I noticed I'm craving one or like, Hey, I read that that could help me. So like, why not just have a sweet potato? I know I'm in this phase. So that's kind of like where our treats are like a jumping off point. They're just, yeah. they're just a way, they're like a gateway drug <laughs> into <laughs> learning about your cycle. It's true. And it, it is, it's in a fun way. Yeah. Like yeah. who doesn't want to learn about their cycle with a sweet potato brownie? Yeah. And like have it be easily accessible. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So we're kind of coming up on our time, which yeah. is sad, but um, if <laughs> listeners want to go learn more or order some treats of their own, where can they go? Yes. Yeah, so right now, um, if they want to kind of learn about the education and read our blog posts and the treats uh, and our mission, they can go to mooncyclebakery.com. Um, and if they want to buy treats and, and the subscription I mentioned of having um, one treat per phase, that will start probably in July or August. So right now it's just a three month or a monthly three month, I'm sorry, three month, six month or annual subscription and you get to pick your treats um, or one-time orders, which is like maybe your period's not regular or you'd wanna buy it for a friend or whatever. Um, you can go to mooncyclebakery.shop, but, but come July, everything will be all on mooncyclebakery.com, which is exciting and and like I said, actually, we're adding something to our website. Um, right now we have mission control, which is what you mentioned. You can go and learn about the ingredients and we're actually building it out a bit so that you can um, filter it by phase or symptom. So then you kind of like, you know, click like I have cramps and, and the treats that will help support you will pop up. Oh my God, I love that. I'm yeah. all about that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. And then, yeah, we have lots of exciting news coming up. So I was going to say, they should probably also follow you on Instagram. I love your Instagram. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so lucky to have, uh, Adriel is, is our social media manager and she's the best. She is amazing at what she does. Um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely follow her Instagram. She's, she just creates really fun, enticing and thought provoking content. And, um, we'll be sharing the exciting news pretty soon on there. So Exciting. And that's just moon, at Moon Cycle Bakery. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I'll link to all the things that we mentioned and, um, you know, the website, the Instagram, et cetera, and the, the guidebook that we talked about. Yes. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to continue to chat, especially because we're like going through the same journey right now. Which I know. <laughs> I know. I feel so, so awesome. grateful. I am too. Thank you so much, Kim. This was so much fun. Oh, you're so welcome. This was a blast and I'm sure we'll have you back. Um, you know, again, like we're going through this journey, so there's probably a lot of opportunity to talk about <laughs> all this yes. up ahead. And a moon cycle bakery has a lot of really exciting things coming up ahead. So we'll have yep. you back on. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you. A reminder, everyone, be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Balance Babes Podcast. If you haven't already, join our Balance Babes community on Facebook. And you can follow me personally at Root and Branch Nutrition. Until next time.